What up? This is Yinka Dead. Peace. This is Outlaw. And listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And we're back today with a Make It a Classic for the fifth album. Uh, yes, the fifth studio album for A Tribe Called Quest, The Love Movement, released September 29th, 1998. And with us to talk about yes. Tribe. One of uh, yes, the vibe, y'all. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome, welcome <laughs> back to the studio, Carlos Calmonts. I'm raising the roof. I'm taking it that far back. Hey, that is taking. That's taking. That might be I'm taking it back it to '98, right? <laughs> I'm no. I'm excited. Thank you guys for allowing me to enter your realm. Yeah, uh, it's good yeah. to have you back, man. Thank you. Yeah, we. Uh, this is the first time Carlos has been back in the studio since I think the last time we talked about a tribe album, the tribe and the, and the Pete Rock. Is that right? The last time here. Okay. That's yeah, fair. so and we haven't had him on the podcast since we did uh, Supreme Clientele, yeah. which was uh, a year and a half ago, I think. Okay, so yeah, good times, good times, good times. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to make this one a classic. Um, and we had two choices. We were either gonna do beats, rhymes, and life, but right. Yika brought up the point that well, you know, we probably have more personal anecdotes for yep. love movement, which is true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think this is a another good one to discuss, and uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of opinions about this album. So. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because like I feel like people don't say a lot about this album. Um, this is obviously a group that everybody loves. Um, they they're a group that had you know a monu monumental you know start with the, fir the yes, run first run the first three, three albums, yes. and then you know the next couple like people don't really talk about them. They don't right. speak very favorably about them. So it'd be interesting to, to digest this one. I think. You touch on a good point that no one really talks about this album, but I think yeah. they should because they had they had a smash hit. Yep, find find a, find my way, find, find my a way, way. Yeah. find a way. Yeah. Um, find they, yeah. it's find a way, right? Find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had a smash hit. Um, it was announced that it was going to be their last album. Exactly. And you know, it just felt like. There was a lot of like there was I think there was more push behind this album than there was from the previous one. I agree. It just felt like yeah. it should have been something that you know because we were listening to this album, yep. we were talking about it. So I guess we should just go ahead and get into the where were you, mm -hmm. right? So you know it was 1998. This is the fall of my sophomore year in high school. Okay. And obviously I remember the smash find a way right. Yep. Big on the radio. Everywhere. Big video. Still big today. This song has mm -hmm. continued to yep. age well. This is going to be one of our highlights. We yeah. all we all know it, right? Yeah. Um, Koi was actually the dude who bought this album. I didn't buy this album, cool. and this was at the time when it was like, look, if you know, if you don't have fifteen bucks to spend on an album, and unless it's one of your favorites, you know, then maybe someone else buying the album for you is 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 good. It works uh -huh. out. Uh -huh. So Koi is the one who got this album. Okay. And he really liked it, and I listened to it, um, and I just remember we kept talking about it in a while. And there was a lot of things that I liked about it, mm -hmm. um, but you know, it just wasn't something that you know in the mainstream. As, as time goes on, no one really discusses this one as much, at least not as favorably as they do the first three. Of course, um, they do talk about it more than they talk about Beat Rising Life. That almost feels like a forgotten album at this point. Yeah, we might have to go back and, and, and hit that one up too. Yeah. We might have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but nevertheless, uh, you know, start a sophomore year. I think the other albums are really coming out. You know, Jay Z, um, Outkast, Equimini, and of course, um, most definitely to live Kwali, Black Star. Actually, is released the same day as this, September September twenty ninth, okay, nineteen ninety eight. So, um, you guys know I'm big into Wu Tang at the time, but I'm also expanding more into Outkast and 
you know, if there's a good hit on the radio, like the Jay-Z records or this record, you know, I'm into it. So, you know, and, and I think I was uh, appreciative of the kind of sound that the that, that, that Tribe had, you know, right. because I definitely knew about Tribe specifically from uh, Low End Theory and from um, Midnight Marauders. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I this I was this album met me at a time when I, I thought favorably of Q-Tip and Tribe. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the main thing that was in rotation for me, but you know, I, with Find A Way on the radio, I mean, this was pretty much a mainstay for that entire year. Right. So that's uh, that's where I was. Carlos, what about you? Oh my. Uh, junior in high school. Yeah. I think we've joked about it before on this podcast. I, I didn't have the right to be that happy <laughs> in life. Everything was just going uh, right. Uh, naive, full of potential. Hadn't been uh, humbled by experiences of <laughs> disappointment or infidelity yet. The world was uh, our oyster, right? We could right. be whatever we wanted. Okay. So, I mean, in comes albums like these. And, I mean, you just listed off the albums that were released on the same day with it which well, are classic, that, that right? was that was black star but equimini and jay-z were all released around oh and lauren no. hill came out that year came out in august that year but i yeah. think the same day nah. Nah. was that, volume so, two so hard I, knock life and i, I was gonna equimini. say that so actually right like they some people say that this is the single greatest release date of, so. of, of Wait, all were they time. really all released because at the same day? Because they all released on the same day. Uh, Aquimini, um, Volume uh, Jay-Z Volume 2, Brand Nubian's Foundation album right. was released that day, and uh, Black Star was released that day. And the Love Movement. And wow. the Love Movement. Holy shit. Right. <laughs> right. So good, crazy Good day. God. So yeah. this, this <laughs> being an overlooked album yeah. is like, we it's can like, understand why. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Because... Also, like, where was I musically speaking mm -hmm. uh, uh, in terms of what I was listening to? Uh, man, 98 hip hop is just off the top of, of my head. I mean, what? The Locks, Money, Power, Respect, mm -hmm. Capital Punishment. Yeah, DMX. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many how many tribute episodes do we have strictly from 1998? Man, we have great a few. Yeah, and we go. missed. We didn't even do the tribute for Blackstar. Important year for us. Yeah. Sound yeah. bombing, I think, was that year too? 99. Or was that 99? Lyricist Lounge. Lyricist Lounge was 98 March. Right. Yeah. Lyricist Lounge. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where being overlooked uh, is forgivable on, on a year <laughs> like 1998. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to buy this album regardless because uh, A Tribe Called Quest is what got me into hip hop. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, at a younger age. So mm -hmm. regardless of what they put out, I was going to buy it. Um, but yeah, it's like if, you know, when you're 16 and $15 aren't necessarily guaranteed to be in your pocket, <laughs> That's fact. there are a lot of options. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where I was. Word. Uh, where was I? So this was, I believe I was still, I was still in Cali. Um, this was my freshman year of high school. So again, like you said, the world, the world was my oyster. I was super excited. Um, I'm also like, I started rapping, you know, within that, that, for that year. Mm -hmm. So, okay. so I'm, you know, I'm like trying to understand the world uh, of everything. Listening um, with new ears. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there. hearing beats and rhymes, you know, separately. Yeah. Um, there's certain radio stations that I'm tuning into and, Find a way is is getting played all the time. Yeah. Um. Another record that's getting played all the time that I'm you know is a group that I'm I know that I'm supposed to know about and I'm doing research on is Brand Nubian. Mm. Um. They had the Don't Let It Go to Your Head record. And so you know the reason these things matter is for me, I'm a kid experiencing hip hop from the West Coast. Yeah. So like 
there are these like golden era New York groups that I know that I'm supposed to know about, but mm -hmm. I don't really know about them that well. Yeah. So both of these groups, Brand Nubian and Tribe, are groups that I, I know a little bit about, but I, I don't know about them like I'm supposed to know about them. And I remember this specifically because, again, like I'm a rapper, I'm trying to be a rapper, I'm learning how to rap. And um, Lyricist Lounge came out the same year. And so Lyricist Lounge was a little bit of a you know, it, it told me what I what hip hop was supposed to be for me, right? Because I'm I'm also this freshman in high school, and I'm I'm going, I'm getting in ciphers, and I'm trying to battle people, and I'm you know all this stuff. And so the Lyricist Lounge album was like what the culture was for, like what the schoolyard culture was, but on a CD. Right. So you know, we had right. double disc. There were bathroom ciphers and all type of shit on the album, right? right and yeah. so, and so, I'm learning about these MCs through that album. And um, I remember hearing Q-Tip on that album. Yeah, he's on that. And being like, why do people think that this guy is so ill? Like, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. And so, you know, because I mean, you know, if if you if you're you're learning about MCing from Most Deaf yeah. and from um, Punching words are on the shit. Like, you know, these super lyrical MCs, and then you hear Q tip, yeah. it feels regressive when you're learning, I right? Until I was able to go back and really understand, like, and absorb what, what Tribe was all about. But at this yeah. point, I had not done that, right? Mm. So, so Equimini is 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 the is big shit. Yeah. Um, you know, but volume two was yeah. everywhere, Dwarf. ubiquitous, yeah. right? Um, so these records um find a way and uh, don't let it go to your head were like beds that we would always hear on the radio. So it was like, I know I have to know about these rappers. I don't know okay. why I need to know about them, but I but I need to know, right? So so I heard this album then, uh, but it wasn't until, you know, the, like later, maybe, man, maybe like somewhere later in high school, uh, maybe a couple years later when I would go back and really, really digest the love movement as an album and be like, oh, I like this. I don't like that. Whatever. At the time, it was just find a way. And I was gotcha. hearing it all the time. Yeah. So that's where I was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, critical reception. Um, oh, man. I think that, it, well, according to Wikipedia, it says it got mostly positive reviews. But if you actually look at the ratings, it's a lot of meddling stuff. You yeah, know? for sure. B minus is, is kind of yeah. what is kind of what they give it. And it seems like at the time, right, like Tribe had almost kind of fallen out of favor, right? They yeah. had their first three and it's like, oh my God, this group is amazing. Yeah. And then the fourth album with Consequence and everything, they're they're obviously trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so by this time, it's like, yo, what are these niggas going to do? <laughs> well, so the, the interesting thing about it is that I feel like Beats, Rhymes, and Life kind of got lost in the sauce. Yes. In the sense of, if you think about the other music that's coming out around that time, that was 1995 or 96? 96. 96, I think. So, I mean, if you think about that time frame, I mean, Biggie and Tupac are everywhere. Yeah. Wu-Tang is still relevant enough. You know, I think Iron Man came out that year. Yeah. Um, Li uh, Liquid Swords and Cuban Link came out the year before. Mm -hmm. Mob Deep is a smash. Nas is a smash. Yeah, yeah, Jay-Z yeah. is yeah. now, like... Now, now, yeah. when you know in in 1993, when they do Midnight Marauders, mm -hmm. you didn't have to be like that lyrical on the mic. You could still be fun. Mm -hmm. Then Biggie and Nas comes along. Is it like, changed. nah, you yeah. need bars. Yep, yep. You need bars. Yep. And like, well, we don't really 
yeah. have bars like right. that. We have we have fun. We had some punchlines here and there. We got some exactly. tricks, but we don't really got bars exactly. like that. Mm. And you know they get introduced to Dilla, and they have they have some good records on Beats, Rhymes, and Live. But I think in general, it's like that's a good point. I didn't think about that. So maybe maybe one of the pivots, because you notice consequence starts to to be a part of the fold, right at that point in time. Yeah. And maybe one of the reasons they kind of gave him that platform was not to say he's on the level of any of these rappers right. we're talking about, but his his style was more of like the like the lyrical style yeah. as opposed to like. The hooky kind of fun like tribe style that we heard before. I always thought it was just Tip trying to put his cousin on. Maybe, but then Could've... but then he wasn't there anymore after. Well, because the the reception was <laughs> quite poor. Yo, yeah. It was just like, do not do that ever again. That's actual fact. And that and that's like that's not like Rolling Stone saying it. That's tribe fans. Like, what was that? That's facts. You know. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was an interview. I don't know if it was the Red Bull interview or maybe something, but I think Tip himself alluded to. Uh, a lot of the laws changed around that yeah. time, sampling yeah. laws. So sampling, yeah, I was going to bring There was up pressure later. from the record label to not, uh, you know, have such a high budget okay. as mm-hmm. far as the creation. So they started moving away from that much sampling, which is why that album just has a lot of more yeah, synthesizers and keys and, shit, and yeah. original beats that didn't quite. But I mean, those first three albums, three albums are essentials in hip hop. They are. For sure. They are for, for sure. sure. And then the fourth album was that you know much different. Mm-hmm. wasn't really well received by people. That's facts. I do think that this one was a a bit of a, a reboot in the right direction because I, I mean, find a way was such a smash. Yeah. And I think there's just the whole like outlay of the album, the whole idea that you know it's like, hey, this is it. This is our last our last one. We're going mm. out on a big note. Like I do yeah. think that this album was generally received favorably. Yeah. Also because while. They they didn't compromise anything. Like they didn't try to do anything too radio friendly. They stuck mm-hmm. to the roots. Now whether or not that was a good decision or a bad decision, we'll get into that because we are going to make this a classic. Mm-hmm. But there is like a consistent palette on this album. They Agreed. did stick to something. They had a concept. They stuck to it, yeah. which I think is good. So I think generally speaking, um, this is not. It's not. Um, it's not an inconsistent album. Mm-hmm. For it's sure. Not, yeah. I completely agree. Even down to the artwork, right? Oh, like I'll, like this clean white. Yeah, like, like one of my highlights. I love that. Okay, album good. Art, you yeah. guys like it. This oh, I love that album. I hate it. I, I don't understand that. Like, there's people that despise it. Oh, no, the album no, art like is awesome. I like okay, it. It's I thought so, so good. too. And it's, it's, that feels I like love, clean. I love it. Like you talked about like the reboot, and you talked about how consistent it is. Because the weird thing is, I'm I'm not. I'm not a synesthete or whatever you call it at all, right? But uh, uh, synesthetic, yeah, yeah, like at all. But at the same time, like the song "Find a Way," yeah, sounds like the album art to yeah. me. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's just like the like album art is perfect yeah. to me. Like, yeah. it's it's how, it's how the album sounds. Clean like the it's, zodiac it's like a on light, the back. It's like that. a light sound. Like it's yeah. a light yeah. sounding album. So I don't know. Well, well the low hanging fruit on the critical reception. We might as well talk about the lead mm-hmm. single. Awesome, dope, charted on the Billboard 100. Mm -hmm. That's why I think the album debuted that high on Billboard because it debuted at number three. So then it was like certified gold after about a month, which for all intents and purposes is a successful project, right? Mm -hmm. It was nominated for the Grammy for Best Rap Album. Oh. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Given all the other records that came out in 98, that's an interesting choice. And it might just be on clout. 
It might have been. It probably was. The Grammys does that. Yeah. But it's like they were nominated, obviously did not win. No. That, come on. Is it, who who you know, did win? Was it was it volume two one? I believe no, so, because of Hard Knock Life. Oh, that makes sense. But we should yeah. look that up. I, yeah. I think it was. But but it, it's interesting, right? Um, in terms of dates in hip hop, people talk about the date that um the 50 Cent album and the Kanye West album came out. Right, and the Kanye West album beat the Fifty Cent album in sales as like a turning point in hip hop, where it was like, oh, the machismo of this and that, whatever. Right? Nobody ever talks about the point where shit had to to invert, right? Like the opposite way, and like this might be like one of those points, right? Where like you know you have Jay Z Volume Two gets put on this huge platform, and the love movement is kind of an afternote, right? right. Like. That's a different a difference in the way hip hop might have been previously. Like, well, but I think for for uh, it was a good pivot in the sense that I mm-hmm. think that hip hop, the real hip hop, the underground hip hop, the mm-hmm. raw hip hop was in danger of being lost altogether. Mm-hmm. And I think that this pivot was one where yes, you're correct. The the glamour, the baller, the the player stuff, whatever. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be elevated. It, it's going to be elevated, right? But it also said, well, hey, there's still a place for yeah. Black Star. There's still a place for um, Sound Bombing. Mm-hmm. There's still a place for that. Uh, and I think that that might have been a pivot where people are like, nah, like I'm choosing not to go the radio route. I'm choosing to go with the real hip hop from mm-hmm. that I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because at the time, right, like Carlos makes a good point, right? You're you're a 15 year old or whatever, how, whatever age you yeah. are. You got to probably about 15 bucks in your pocket, right? Yeah. So you're not going to the record store and going, okay, these five albums, are, you know, brand new beans out. Uh, Tribe Called Quest is out, Aquimini is out, and Volume Two is out, and probably some more shit that I'm just not naming. Right? right. You, you, you might, if you're lucky, have thirty dollars in your pocket. You might get two albums that day. That's a nice you're life. You're not you live. getting all five albums. You're right. not. Yeah, you're so not. you have to decide who. You know, when you look yourself in the mirror, and I go, "Yo, my name is Yinka." What, like, what? Which of these two define who I am? Or be so, like the game and steal both. <laughs> Yo, here's a question. That's, which, that's a real dollars. shit. Which of these albums do you own? Uh, the ones that we listed. So, so Brand mm-hmm. Nubian, mm-hmm. Black Star, Love Movement, Volume Two, Aquimini. Which albums do you actually own? Which CDs did you own? The last four that you listed in so, in your order. So which one? So all right. So the Love Movement, uh-huh. Aquimini, Black Star, Volume Two. Volume Two, Aquimini. I think Ken Dog bought uh, Foundation, the brand Nubian, and I think I like I might have dubbed it, but yeah, those are the only two I bought. So I now own Black Star. I now oh I, own, yeah, I have Black Star. I now own Black Star. I now own um, Aquimini. I mm-hmm. do not have Volume Two. My okay. brother has it. Yeah. Um, I do not have this. The only one I bought at the time was brand new. That, <laughs> that tells you okay. everything you need to know about Outlaw. Hey, you're a purist, man. Good for you. This guy's a purist. No, but, I mean, but, I, but, but it, it, it does, right? It lends itself to like, who do you see yourself as? Because that's the decision that you made to to purchase. Oh, and don't well, forget, I think No Limit dropped something. Well, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, they that wasn't even every on, week. Here's the thing. Yeah, true. I didn't need Volume 2 because my brother had it. Uh-huh. Right? I didn't know about Black Star at the time. Okay. And I didn't need Equimini because my brother had it. Right. I since after Stan Kunia came out and I was like, well, I'm a fan of my own. Then yeah, I went back to go back. Aquimini, Southern Playlistic, and AT Aliens. I found out about Black Star. I bought Black, you know, Most Up, Black on Both Sides, Sound Bombing, and... 
uh, Black Star, this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, at the time, the only one I actually purchased <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> was brand new. But that's how that's how hard that single went. Don't let it go to Yo, your head. Don't let it go to your head was, was fire. Hard, you know? And they used to use fire. it as like a bed. We used to yeah. freestyle over it. Like oh, yeah. it was it was crazy. So anyway. All right. So um, well, okay. So real quick on the critical reception as we close this part out, mm-hmm. what's the critical reception from the peers in terms of, you know, at, at the time compared to the other albums that were released? And I guess legacy. I mean, we kind of already hinted at it, but let's just get like a a period on that before we move to the highlights. You mentioned that there were mixed reviews, uh, mostly positive, but it was mixed though. And I felt that the negative or or the critique of it Mm -hmm. is any relation to the album prior to it. Are these from critics or from from peers, from, from our folks? I think he's talking about peers. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Pierce, but okay. I think critics kind of echoed what yeah. Pierce was saying. It's just like, however it reminded you of Beach Rhymes in life <laughs> is yeah. what you didn't like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like uh, production wise, really, was, uh-huh. was the real knock. If, if I'm remembering, uh-huh. honestly, you know what I think it was? I think uh-huh. that most Tribe fans were fatigued by this time yeah, with maybe. the whole, yeah. you guys don't like each other, uh, you're fighting. Uh-huh. They... If I remember correctly, they said that they were breaking up yeah. before the album. Yes, a month yeah. before. Yeah. But, I, but what I'll say is, exactly. I think personally, and and I think there's kind of two camps. So, and I was probably in the second camp. But I think that this album suffered from what I'll call Elmatic syndrome. Right? Like when when it was written came out, it was a dope album, but nobody cared because it didn't sound like Elmatic. Yeah. And so everything got compared to Elmatic. It's the kind of the same with Tribe's catalog, right? It's like yeah. you have the first three albums and then everybody just shitted on the rest of the albums because they didn't sound like the first three albums, yeah. right? And so I feel like with this album, what I always heard, and of course, like I said, I didn't have an older brother. I didn't have somebody to put me onto the first three albums, but people told me I shouldn't like this album before I ever heard this album because they were a purist and they yeah. were like, it right. doesn't sound like these albums. Yeah. So like, and then there's the, the other camp was like people like myself who weren't up on the first three albums and we were listening to this with like a complete fresh pair of ears. Unbiased. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this shit is dope. dope. This shit knocks. So I don't know. So let's do this. Let's do overarching highlights, overarching lowlights, and then we'll get into our individual highlights and lowlights as we see fit. Sounds good. So let's start off with the uh, overarching highlights. Carlos, you're our guest. Overarching (laughs) highlights, what you got? I want to make sure I understood those instructions. (laughs) So (laughs) Just follow my lead. So highlights, highlights that that, like not specific tracks, but just like things things that that you like about the album. So for example, so we always talked about the album art. We like all the album art. Right. What else you got? No, I got you. So overarching... The best beats of this album, if you were to extrapolate the the best beats, were among like the best I had heard mm. at that time. Okay. So I mean, this is pre-software really yeah. dominating yeah. music production. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the, the first track, uh, "Find a Way," obviously, "Busta's Lament," um, and like. Uh, <laughs> There was one more in there that, that I like just it like that. I, I mean, all, all of these were just like, yo, the vibe. This this vibe that this has, mm-hmm. I've never heard anything like it. So yeah. the best of the beats of this album is just some of the favorite that I had ever heard. Yeah. Um, the features, I feel that they all did their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. we'll, we'll get into yeah. There's there's some interesting choices on there. Some some interesting <laughs> <For sure>. choices, <laughs> but like like just. If you take it verse for verse, I, I feel that everybody who was featured actually killed it. Yeah. I just no, didn't. Nori killed it. 
We're going to get into it. <laughs> We're going to, because I had a question for you guys. I was like, yo, do you have to be like a Nori fan from like the War Report to be like, yo, he did his thing? Or is like a first time listener going to feel that he, gonna be he like, what is going on? Because <laughs> I felt like what's going on just based on the beat. I was like, yo, this is. It was an interesting choice. An yeah. interesting choice. But Especially I with that, that hook. Did exactly. Hit. With that hook, it's like, wait, now Nori. It was, the hook was yeah. awful. The yeah. beat was questionable. The hook was awful. I thought I, I thought, actually like that song, I but th- uh, I thought Nori did him. So I I want to double down on your point. Um, I have production as a as an overarching highlight, particularly Jay Dilla. Okay. Um, yes, you can definitely hear his sound on this joint, mm-hmm. and um and I think that like the songs on there, like because I was looking at the credits this time when I was listening, the song the, all the beats that I didn't like, I didn't see James Yancey. Like like okay. every beat right. that he was contributing was crazy. And then right. once he wasn't, it was like, eh, it was all right. You know what I'm saying? So Jay Dilla for sure. Um, and then I'll say Ali Shaheed. And the reason I'll say Ali Shaheed is because prior to this album and me really digesting this album, I couldn't tell you what Ali Shaheed actually did, right? <laughs> like, I, like I was like, okay, once I learned Q-Tip was making all the beats yeah. on the first three, I'm like, wait, what, what the fuck Ali- does this yeah, guy do? Does he, he just doing, stand yeah. there looking cute well, in the he's, back? He's, like- a, he's a DJ for the performance, right? <laughs> yeah, and what he was doing? He would lip sync uh, well, the scratching, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm like, all right, yo. So maybe he's just there for aesthetics, right? Like, they're just trying to be a good-looking band or something. Pause. But, <laughs> but you know, like, he, he on this particular record and some of the things, because then later he would go on to be a part of Lucy Pearl and some mm-hmm. of these other collectives, I started to kind of understand like what Ali Shahid's like production flair is. Like, what does he like? Like he he likes to add like certain little organ stabs and things like that that like make make shit sound really like organic and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so like I could hear Ali Shahid on this album and I appreciated him. Like he was he he really was. That's dope. a good point. So you kind of you know retroactively spotted him after uh like the Lucy Pearl catalog. Yeah, like Lucy Pearl talked me about sense. him cuz yeah. I cuz I really like uh Rafael Sadiq. So right. then like I'm mm-hmm. like okay, well, I love Rafael Sadiq. Why would he make this guy a part of this collective if he's not contributing something? He must be contributing something. So then I got to go back and figure out what it is that he's contributing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real quick on Alicia He Muhammad, if you are a fan, you have mm-hmm. got to listen to that Jazz is Dead project. Yeah, I spoke I about it. this ad yeah, nauseum last year. Yes. And I still didn't you, listen to you it. You've been listening to those? I, no, no, no. It's oh, like, I've my. heard about that project. I need yeah. to listen, listen to it. it. Okay. Not yeah. every single album is great. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like they've released it like eight or so and like five of them are just like man okay because stuff man because i watched the um and the shit might have actually been called beats rhymes and live but but the um the the tribe doc yeah i watched it rapaport joint the rapaport shit and I, I left the joint going, what does Ali Shaheed Muhammad do? Right. Like, is he, is he a, a peacemaker? Like, or Jerobi was a peacemaker, actually. Yeah, so I'm like, well, what is it, what's he there for? Because even they showed like them digging, and it was like, Q-tip, it was like Q-tip. Q-Tip grabbing Fife and getting him to go to the record store with him. And I'm like, yeah. well, what, what is Ali Shaheed doing? But anyway, yeah. so yeah, um, him for sure. And then D-Life. Okay. Really? I just felt like that hook, like like the, the way he edited. I got my pad and my pen. It's the way we do. Dude, yeah, like, good vibe. I, yeah, he, was, he, he had, the, uh, he he had like the, the Kid Capri contribution. Yeah, yeah but it was like, good. It was good. Yo, too bad he didn't like host the whole album like that robot have. voice. Actually, that wouldn't have been yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Midnight would because it would have made it more cohesive. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then last, my last overarching uh, highlight is Spanky. Oh yeah, on the um, bass. Know, oh, guitar. Yeah, the guitar. guitar. Yeah. That solo his was. guitars were yeah. just great. And I always Killed love like when I hear an album that's like just dope, like a hip hop album that has like a dope instrumentalist that I can name. Like yeah, he yeah. was like a dope instrumentalist that added to some shit that I thought he was great. So those are mine. So uh my only 
overarching highlight that has not been mentioned is just the consistent palette and the yeah. consistent theme. Yeah. I kind of hinted at that earlier, but that's, you know, it's not a haphazard album. Mm -hmm. um, there's obviously things I don't like about it. There's things that they could be improved. Right. There's stretches of the album that are just kind of like, what are, you, what are we doing here? But it's, <laughs> it's very consistent. It is a project. They stuck to it. Yeah. They, you know, and you know, you know me, I like that cohesive sound. Like, right, right. I want my albums to not feel like, hey, we're just going to put a bunch of this shit together yeah. and, and see what's hot. Yep. And this, if the song sucks, well, it's, it's whatever. It's like, no, nah, like everything is very intentional, um, which is very consistent with even on Beach Rhymes of Life, you know, mm -hmm. that might have been a little bit more haphazard, but it's very consistent of Tribe to like set out and have an idea for a project yeah. and do it. And I like that it doesn't sound like uh instinctives of uh, people's instinctive travels i yeah, like that it yeah. doesn't sound like low in theory yeah. like men right Mar marauders mm -hmm. i like that yeah give me something new an artist should grow yeah they should they should they should you know the, their music should grow should grow as well yep. so those are my overarching uh highlights did you yes. have any low lights that you wanted to point out so the overarching low lights to, okay <laughs> he's got a lot so <laughs> how much time you got <laughs> all right on one hand the things that dilla does well on this album he does mm -hmm. well okay but there are also some pockets on the album where Agreed. you know there's a real lack of imagination mm. with some of this stuff Agreed. Yeah. okay and it's Can you like give us some examples like some of these beats are like empty for empty sake okay you know what i mean like, like which ones the, the first one started up okay. the booty like they all they all have oh, like this, this it's like it's like okay and you can go through and you can look at the credits and it'll be like such and such track was initiated by dilla right. and then we all kind of like took over it right they created an amazing skeleton for a lot of these beats okay and then didn't add any organs didn't add any muscle tissue, any flesh, any hair, any eyes. Like the like the like yeah. the foundation, the okay. skeletons for these beats are amazing. And then they just stuck with it okay. half the time. And like the song doesn't doesn't grow. And I'm like, all right. Like yeah. the first 30 seconds is like cool. And then it's like by the by this second minute, I'm like, this is boring. Wait, yeah, Q tip is still yeah. rapping? Yeah. Where's Fife? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Fife isn't even on like he's, half of these tracks. Yeah, he's barely on this shit. And and and, well, and he's crazy... on this more than he was in Beats Rhymes and Light. Yeah, was it? He wasn't even really fucking with them on that. At, <laughs> at all. Look, here's the, the crazy thing about that is that the songs where both of them are on mm -hmm. and they're going back and forth they are some of the great. best songs yeah. on that song. Like Pat and Ben yes. and shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like Where's Fife yeah, on half of these tracks, you know? Right. Um, so that's one of my overarching lowlights. And then when I talked about when I talked about like the skeleton, I think that some of these songs sound unfinished and some of them sound unfinished and unpolished. Okay. Rather, which is atypical from a, a Q-tip project. Q-tip is like the master of polishing a record and be like, no, like this is good, but it needs this. Okay. And it's just like, there's just too many times where I don't think, where they didn't do that. They just kind of left it empty, which it matches the album art. But I think that you still got to have more songs that, that, that did more things. Okay. Um, and the last overarching low light, I will just say is, I don't like the way they packaged the bonus tracks with the album. I, I think agree. it was I unnecessary. Agree. I understand why they did it, 
But if it was, you might as well have just had like a greatest hits compilation because it was yeah. your, your your closing and then put those yeah. bonus tracks on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was a marketing decision. Yeah, yeah. And, and I disagree with it. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, a, I think in retrospect, looking back 25 years or however many years it's been, 23, yeah. whatever, it was a bad marketing decision. Mm-hmm. I think Master P was on niggas' ass. And so <laughs> all these albums, that you, you, you have to have 70 minutes of music because Master P every week is coming out with a new album with 30 tracks on it. It's like, right, fuck. Right. Like, if I'm going to go in and I'm a kid and I don't know shit about shit and I have $15 in my pocket, I'm going to go pay for the shit that's got 30 tracks on it and not your album that's 40 minutes that has 15 songs on it. Yeah, That's true. Uh, I mean, but <laughs> people are also saying that Jive, Re- Jive Records, that's who, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. At that time, we're starting a trip. They had signed Britney Spears. They had signed uh, whoever else. So they were pivoting away They're from the They're pivoting away so. from hip hop. Uh, and and uh, Tribal's on Jive. There was somebody else, a big name. Uh, it's blanking on me right now because it wasn't Nas, but it was like a big market. No, Nas was mm. Columbia. So, whoever the other person was got the hell out of there first, mm. and you know, Tribe was you know had to Sorry. to 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 uh, uh, fulfill the contract. What was Janet on? Janet was oh, was she? She wasn't Jive. Oh, was she on Arista? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay, it was Arista. Yeah. I'm trying to think who the other name was on Jive though. The only Jive I, I know off the top of my head is uh, wasn't UGK on Jive? Or am I tripping? Not sure. I don't know. I remember. It might have been on John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, overarching low lights. Overarching low lights to me. Uh, Tipping Fife's chemistry. Um, mm, I, just as a fan. Not on, on on all the songs or the whole the whole project. Well, just the way it affected the project. That's okay. You know, so so it's like uh, Fife moved to Atlanta after Midnight Marauders, mm-hmm. and a lot of their beef was there, yeah. and that's why he's barely in beats rhymes and life yeah. Yeah. so he's like maybe on three tracks yeah and then comes consequence <laughs> and it's just like you could hold <laughs> that a little different you know so <laughs> but it's just like beats rhymes in life definitely sounded like it was a forced album yeah, yeah. in a sense yeah. and then this one has those moments like probably what you're describing where it's just like damn they have they could have built on this, but it almost yeah. feels like this is our our obligatory, mm. uh, fulfilling contractually whatever album with Jive, mm-hmm. and that's a shame. So that's a low light for me. Um, a low light is the inclusion of songs that don't fit sonically. Okay. Uh, the scenario remix is great, awesome. Well, that's a bonus oh, track yeah, though, but no, it, I, it doesn't. Here's what I will say. I, I need to caveat that. I am only judging this album Same. based off of tracks one through Same. fifteen. Me too. Yeah, yeah we 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 not even. So I'm not going to judge our, the bonus yeah. tracks. I, I Act- said my piece that they shouldn't be on here, and aside from that, I'm not even going to discuss the bonus Same. tracks. Interestingly, I view the album as a sixteen track album because, oh, what's 16? Uh, what is it? Uh, a money maker. Money maker. Money maker uh, does sound like it could have been on. Here. I didn't it, even listen to the. Nah, the bonus it's tracks. it's not. I don't think it's good. I think it's good. You oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't listen to it. I like it. I, you know, I, I think I think you know, Tip freaked that. I, I I feel that it fit the theme of the album, which is love, which we're gonna get into in a sec, right? Oh, but this is the other thing. All, I like the theme. Yeah. I like the love theme. Right, right. Yeah. So so I it's like that. scenario remix, hot sex on the platter, oh my god remix, the jazz remix. I bet we all prefer the original of each, but they, they're all good. But they just don't fit on this project. Yeah. Like, yeah, why when, would you stuff it when in? When people give me like an album and they just put a bunch of remixes at the end, I don't even listen to remixes. Right. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Because yeah, yeah, just the body of the album. Um, <clears throat> one two shit uh, featuring Busta Rhymes. Um, you know, before even talking about whether we like the beat or not, it was recorded in '94. Oh, 
That's why I like just the fit on this album is off. Buster Rhymes flow is like mad different. Because he sounds like, you know, yeah, he was yelling. the Dungeon Dragon. Okay, so again, all of those to me is a low light of the album because yeah. it, it doesn't fit in there. Yeah, I think and then, I lost at the same. Yeah. yeah, the little blurb I have here is uh, the, the, the bad or like, you know, uh, lesser beats are too stripped down, which is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. There's no layering on, on these beats at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure why. I don't know if it was rushed. I don't know what's going on. The bass is kind of there, but they they didn't layer anything on top of it. So those were the low lights for me. That's interesting. I would I would offer or posit that like Dilla Dilla was coming into his own as a producer and as a production sound, and yeah. it feels like the Uma was a lot of like Q-Tip getting out of Dilla's way and mm-hmm. Dilla like experimenting. And so um, I feel like, you know, I feel like Outlaw had some similar criticisms to the production on the um, the Slum Village album, yeah. right? Which was probably created around the same time, maybe just a little bit after. This was probably a little bit after. Because um, remember, the Slum Village album had been made before. Oh, you're talking about and, Fantastic um, Volume Fantastic 1. Fantastic Volume 1. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I think like that's kind of what Dilla's sound was at the time, you know, at yeah. him being this young producer coming up, trying to trying to figure it out. So I, I don't know. I I... I don't necessarily feel like it's bad. I just think that it's just different because if you think about the what was popping at the time, it, it doesn't sound like anything else that was out. So you know? w- what I will say is that in my notes for each individual track, and we'll get to this, is that there's no song on here that uh, in, the, in, the, in the 1 through 15 run mm-hmm. that I dislike, that yeah. I hate, right? Same. But I think that when you put them all together, Listening to that album straight through, there are songs that I'm like, wow, there's another one like that, another yeah, I agree. one, I agree. and it gets stagnant and it gets yeah. a little boring. And yeah. the reason why I, I had to highlight Dilla is um, highlight or low light, spotlight, or, okay. or yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about. Okay, is because for one, I actually wonder if this album is a precursor to Commons like Water for Chocolate. It is definitely right. Yeah, you can tell. Right, and so. F- from that perspective, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. we're doing something new here, which I think is great, mm-hmm. right? And I talked about in the highlights, like the mm-hmm. fact that they, they they stuck to a theme, they did their own thing. Yep. The thing though still is it, it's a tribe album. Mm-hmm. You've got one of the most innovative hip hop music makers of all time in right. Right. Fuck what you want to say about Jay Dilla. I know mm-hmm. that Jay Dilla is great, one of our greatest producers I've ever, but I'm yeah. of all time, but like Q-Tip was a, was a, a visionary, yeah. groundbreaking artist. For sure, for sure. Like, while there are elements of this album that you could consider groundbreaking, okay, there's not a lot of imagination on some of these songs where there could have been. So I'm uh, missing some of that Q-tip imagination. So, so I'll I'll I will say that I agree with you, but I will give you the reason I think that it is. Okay. Less than a year later, Q-tip comes out yeah. as a solo artist yeah. right. over Dilla beats that are more imaginative yes. than the shit here. Yeah. Right. And he puts out hit record, right? So it's yeah. like, I think he probably was like, all right, you know, five, everybody, y'all want to just chill in this chamber? Cool. We'll yeah. do this. Cause I'm over here using the studio time that Josh is paying though. for right. to make my solo album over here with these crazy ass beats that Dilla has that are gonna be smashes. So do you think that like this was like a test run for 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 the two of them, for Q tip and for Dilla to move on post? Maybe some, but I also think that I also think that the 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 tough thing about being in a group, right? It's like it's like how you have Andre and Big Boy, right? Like you have to like 
you have to create something that both people feel comfortable with. Yeah. And when you have somebody like Q-Tip that's like an outside the box thinker, mm-hmm. when they're trying to make shit in a group, sometimes like they have to they have yeah. to constrain their creativity. And so I think like I think like Q-Tip and Dilla are like fucking left brain dudes. Yeah. And but he's trying to make he's trying to make Tribe Called Quest music with, you know, so I I I think that's why, but I I think I'm I'm cutting you off, Carlos. No, no, you're not. And and <laughs> if anything, it, it kind of speaks to those moments where I felt as though like, okay, now the album is feeling like it was just uh, satisfying uh, the obligation. Yeah. And just like, okay, just just mail it in when you know that they could build on it. Yeah. Like, you know, scratching, mixing, and none of that happened in, in, in certain spots where my ear was anticipating it because it's tried. Yeah. Yeah. But it just didn't happen. And yeah. it's like, why? And it's like... It's probably some of that they're working on on uh, amplified at the same time, right. and it's probably you know Jive wants an album, so take it. It probably had to do with the fire that year that Q-Tip had at yeah, his house. Yeah, I saw that. Wiped out all his records. Yeah. The computer that had a bunch of unreleased music. Right. So it's like now they gotta record it again and rush it. Yeah. You know, because like the album was supposed to drop earlier in the year. Oh, was it? How many? How many classics have we lost to natural disasters? Oh <laughs> at least, at least two deck albums. <laughs> Right, yo, it's crazy when you when you. Start we almost lost a Ghostface album. I think. Yeah, RZA lost like fucking 150 yeah, no, he, beats. He lost yo. A lot of shit, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any um, overarching lowlights? Uh, yeah, so I have a few. So um, one that I have is is just vocal performances. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like we got on here and we killed Goody Mob. You know, That's on fair. this album, and and uh, and we got killed for killing Goody Mob, right? But <laughs> oh, like, yeah, but yeah, okay, I mean, we, got, right. we, we felt Goody like Mob. on some of the songs that we just kind of got bored with the vocal performances. Like, cats didn't necessarily bring it, and they didn't keep it interesting. And I think on some of the records here, like I, I found myself getting bored with, yeah. with 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 Tip and Fife. And I think, you know, we we've talked about how. You know, when Big and Nas and all these guys came, right, they like elevated the yes. level of lyricism, yeah, right? Without a doubt. And so, but what the reason we can go back and listen to Midnight Marauders and Low in Theory is because I feel like Q Tip and Fife really knew what they were good at. Yeah. And they did a good job of like isolating what they were good at and keeping to it. And here, there are records like Pad and Pen where I really feel that. I feel the chemistry and the cohesion and they're, yep. they're into it. Oh, great and song. most of their other records, Find A Way is another one. Mm-hmm. Most of the other records, they don't even seem like they're into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, when you do have like, for example, um, Give Me or whatever the shit's called with, with Nori, <laughs> right? Like, Nori seems like he's more into it yeah. than they yeah. do. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He stole the show. That's what I meant to say. Like, he brought it. Like, he, he's from Queens. He looks yeah. up the tribe. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I needed them to feel like they cared more, maybe. And, and maybe that would make those vocal performances, that presence, I'd feel it more. And I didn't feel it so much on this album. Okay. Um, my next one is uh, sequencing. Yeah. Yes. It, it, yeah. it just... There's no flow to this uh, album. Like it's just like they just threw a track on, and they threw another track on. And threw, and I'm my like, biggest beef with this yeah, album like, is the sequencing. I, I, I feel like tracks one through eleven is okay. kind of like a decent enough run. Like there's uh, enough spots. No, absolutely, but not. then there's like spots that just that well, stop. Well, what I would say is yeah. this. What I would say is this is that every time I go back to listen to this album, right? Mm-hmm. I think in my mind, I, I start to listen. I'm like. All right, this is not an album that I like all that much. Mm-hmm. And then I listen, I'm like, oh wait, there's shit that I love about this album. Yes. Yeah. And most of that is in, you know, between between tracks one and eleven. But then yeah. like I go That's through right. and I and I look at it yeah. critically and I'm like, 
yeah, this this stopped the run and this stopped the run. Yeah. And, then, and then and then the reason why I focus on eleven is because after eleven, yeah, yeah, love is a good song and I like rock, 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 right. rock, y'all. But right. after we once we get to like track twelve and the track thirteen, it's like yeah. such a lull. That's yes, like, good yes, God. I agree. Good God, and it's like yo, I like I agree. Eleven is the, the end of the album. Yeah, because I mean, Pat and Pen is like is, is is so dope, so right. dope. And so when I was when I was you know a kid and had this CD. First of all, I was thankful that I had the CD because this would be a <laughs> shitty tape. Because you'd have to tape. listen to shit you didn't want to listen to, right? And, right, ma- and maybe eventually you'd fall in love with some of these songs, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like once eleven came around, like I, I don't even. I, so I'm I'm skipping through the first eleven, and then I'm turning the CD off. That's fair. I and, think that's um, fair. Yeah. I, that's very unfair. Against, uh, uh, against the world, the love. Those are two strong tracks on this album. They're cool. Uh, I have I, some tweaks. I, yeah, we'll, I have a lot of we'll, a lot okay. of tweaks on against the world. <laughs> okay, and, and a lot we'll, of tweaks for against the world. This. So I think that's a good segue into into making it a classic. So yeah. you know, well, uh, do you want to do track for track highlights first, real oh, quick? Sure. Let's, let's do let's do track for track highlights. All so right. Carlos, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, Started up is a highlight. Okay. Okay. Um, the production I thought was really fun and light. Which kind of is the mood of the album, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed Q-Tip's syncopated flow. You know, it's like that, and it's like to me there might be a familiarity with like that's what the saxophone does in that anger, right? So it's like you know, it's like that's what you hear a lot. So to do to to make his flow match the beat like that, I was like, word. That, that, that was like a fun thing. It, it pulled me in. It drove the beat forward, in my opinion. I love the way the album starts with Started Up mm-hmm. until it gets to verse two. I completely agree. And on like verse two, I'm like, okay, so rehash of verse one. Like 45 seconds into it, I was so bored yeah. with it. <laughs> right, which which is which is crazy because the way the song actually ends, like it kind of switches up and you get some scratches and you get like a, a different twist on the bass. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, this is dope. Yeah. Why didn't that come after the first verse, especially yep. if it's an intro track? Agreed. They should have done that. Agreed. That's what I'm talking about. Where's the imagination? That's what I'm yes. talking about. Some of these songs are unfinished, yeah. unpolished. That's not an unpolished song. That's just an unfinished song. So it's it's, it's not a highlight for me, but like concur, it, it could have been. That's could've how been. I felt about okay. it. Okay, I got you. Next highlight. Uh, Find a Find way. Find a way, man. <sighs> Come on. The highlight of all highlights. Yes. Of course. This song is so... And it's, it, it's such a good way to is start Is this song perfect? Yes. It's a flawless perfect, song. Right? Flawless song. I yeah. mean, it's like song. the song, yeah. the production, the music video. Oh, oh, the, the, the sample... Selection and the way he freaked Th- it. This yeah. might be one of my favorite samples ever. Yeah. Ever. Yo, yeah. it's amazing. Of all time. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And, and and I love I love I love the fact that Dilla and some of these other guys went to Brazil and got into like international music and started sampling from other places. Because if you remember, like a lot of the early tribe and stuff, you know. They had some jazz records, which was kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same soul James Brown. samples you, that you hear on every joint. <laughs> James Brown. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, this shit is, is it, yo. So, <laughs> highlight of highlights, like yeah. you said. Uh, track five, like it like that. Just a feel-good vibe. Hell yeah. And, you know, cements, you know, what the album's about. Hell track yeah. six, Common Ground, get it going on. That's when I understood the theme of the album for real. Okay. Because with that... Like with that track, it's like okay, it is called the love movement, so it's a love thing. But it's like the maturity of that track, because here are rappers being vulnerable. Okay, it's about common ground. Common ground. 
I didn't like this song. So it's interesting because Common Ground is not a highlight for me, um, mainly because of how it sounds. Yeah. But the concept of the song, I have to agree with Carlos. It's yeah. a really good concept for a song yeah. to have on an album called The Love Movement. Right, right, right. Which is why it's a song that I'm keeping on the album, mm. but I would have to improve it because, You're gonna man, improve it somehow? I mean, like, you've got... Yeah, I agree. So, look, going back to Find find a Way, right? One of the things I love about that song, again, is the back and forth between Fife and Sip. Like, they sound good when they go back and forth. Absolutely. Yeah. Fife is on this track for, like, four bars and a little bit of the hook, and that's <laughs> it. And again, we get this long, drawn-out verse from Q-Tip, which after a while, I'm like, the beat isn't, isn't that intriguing enough yeah. for me, and Q-Tip's flow is not that intriguing enough. Like, it's a really good concept to a song. I just, I would just need better. Yeah. Maybe. I think for me, like, you know, the bravado of rappers and, yo, I got three tour buses full of hoes <laughs> and they all suck my dick on the same night. Even at 16, it's like, no, they didn't. Like, so, so. Hey, Carlos is out here checking. No, sir. That no, sir. did not occur. Right. So, so then it's like, you know. For, I need some receipts. It, right. It, I guess it was just refreshing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. To, to, to hear a concept like this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what was it uh, executed to perfection? No. But uh, to me, it was a highlight just because yeah, yeah. of how different that was. Yeah, that's real. I like it like that. Is that a highlight for you? Hell yeah. I love I like it like that. Hell yeah. I love that um, song. Yeah. Um so this is one of the this is one of the songs where again, like I said, like like, oh I'm not I'm not when I go back to listen to this album, I'm not expecting to like it. Yeah. And then I hear a song like I like it like that. I'm like, oh shit, that's yeah. right. This song is awesome. Yeah. Maybe that this was, album is good. That was I, the first record that made me like be like, oh shit! I should have, I should be, I should have paid attention to this yes. album, right? Yeah. And then, and then, but then back to a, a point that that Outlaw made earlier. I love, I love this this record, this song. However, by minute like three, when I realize it's still doing the same thing, yeah. I get bored. And yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, not, you know, it's not like, as much. Dun, 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 and then we like get to like verse three, and it's like, dun, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, God. Yo, like, can we do something different? Right. You know. On my notes, I said, "Why doesn't Fife have a verse?" I feel like Fife should have yeah. had a, a verse on this track. Yeah, and like it like that. Yeah. yeah, I think that this album needed more Fife. Yeah, for so, sure. For sure. So, Carlos, what's your uh, what's your next highlight? Track eleven, Buster's Lament. Oh, Buster's Lament is a good one. And uh, every once in a while, I have to ask myself, is this my favorite track on this album? Mm -hmm. Which is saying a lot with "Find a Way" on it. Mm -hmm. I just adore this fucking beat. Like it, it, it just takes over. So I mean, I would listen to it on repeat because you know it's a short little two minute and something yeah, joint. Yeah. Um, but huge highlight for me. Might be my favorite song on the album. That's interesting because I personally do not like the hook, and I feel like I love this beat so much that it felt wasted to me. Yeah. Like I felt like they could have done more with this. So. First of all, I love how Five comes in. Fuck the car jacket. Five Diggy is rapping. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like you said, right? Like, in Midnight Marauders, they knew what they were they were good at. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, I don't know. It's just it's really good flow. I, I like both Fife and Tip on here. Mm -hmm. What I will say about this song is it, it's a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about the Make It a Classic, these songs should have been filler songs. Mm -hmm. And 
if this is a filler song, this is a good filler song, it makes it a classic. Mm. This song shouldn't be one of the highlights. It shouldn't be like one of the highlight yeah, yeah, highlights. Highlights. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because because then the argument that you're making is fine because if it's surrounded by other like that's more true. highlights and you're like, oh, this is like, a great oh, one to continue little, to right, run. Man. But instead, it's just like, this is not a song that continues the run. Mm-hmm. It kind of ends the run. Yeah, that's And right. that's a problem. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you have any other? I have some more uh, track highlights. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I have two more. Uh, I have, well, actually, three more. I had three more in, as well, actually. Okay. So, yeah. so For Moms is, uh, is, is a highlight for me. Um, I, I just love... So... You know, I mean, I'm a big DJ Quick fan, right? So, yeah. like, I love these like records that just have coming. just instrumentation, yeah. and you know, you don't say shit, and just and just it just sounds good. It's a good groove. I love it. So, so in mm-hmm. my notes, I say we love our musical interludes because <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. that Yiku was gonna like this. It's like we love our musical yeah. interludes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love your point. So much, and so. that solo, he killed it. He killed Spanky. Yeah, Spanky that killed that solo. Yeah. I felt that it was a good song to close the album with. And that's how that's how I have it. Oh, is it yeah, that your outro? Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. So yeah, so so you you you, you jump in a gun, but you got. It. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, Again. So here's where I think I'm gonna differ from um, from Carlos, but um, give me is is a highlight for me. Okay. Um, I like the chemistry. I like the groove, and I actually really like this hook. And I don't know if either of y'all um, kind of picked up on it, but this is a a, a bit interpolation of an AZ hook. Um, yeah. Give me what you can't take back. Yeah. That was a the AZ and Nas off of, off of AZ pieces of the man. So um, you know, it was to me, it was like just a good throwback to like another song, two other artists I love. You know, so I, I actually really like this song. Um, and they shout out Boys to Men, right? Yeah, Boys to Men, ABC, BBD. Nah, we ain't none of them, G. Yeah, I like this shit. So thoughts? The give me part on the hook is the only part I like about the song. Oh, okay. give, like I don't mm. like the the start of the hook. Uh-huh. I like that give me part. I don't yeah. like anything else about this. Song. Really, nothing. Uh-huh. That's so weird. Uh-huh. I think I think one of the things that I always loved about Tribe, um, you know, when I got into them, was that they were some of the few artists that kind of really like, you know, how MCing started as like something where you got to move the crowd, you got to rock the crowd. And like they perform their songs as though it's a live show, right? Yeah. And so like I like the way they do that. So even That's like fair. give me, it just yeah, feels like some does, shit that where it's just like dudes like like hyping up the crowd. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And so yeah. I like I liked that energy okay. on the record. Um. So I'll give my last one, which is Pad and Pen. Yeah. We we talked about it, you know, in between. But man, I think this might be the best chemistry that we get on the whole album. The chemistry on this album, yeah. the, on this song is, this is song, yep. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, the the D-Life, you know, yeah, that's D-Life the way we do. Yeah. It's just, just perfect. Survive, yes. Yeah, so I love that joint. So, miss any? Pat and my, yeah, Pat and Pen is probably, you like Buster's Lament. I think Pat and Pen is probably, after, after Find A Way, I think Pat and, Pen is probably my favorite song yeah, on, on the record. I love it. Yeah. Um, the only one y'all missed that I had to highlight is I like stepping it up with okay. with, with Busta Rhymes really? and, uh, and 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 Redman. Redman stole the show. Yo, but yeah. Busta Rhymes like even it. the way Busta Rhymes uh, starts it off. <laughs> I'm after lyrical bastard. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the bitches nigga backwards. Like <laughs> you know, like it's just it's dope. Yeah. So you know, I felt the beat should have been complete, stronger. Completely agree. The beat was boring to me. Mm-hmm. But the but they delivered bars wise. Yeah, so to they me, did. I'm like, it works. It's five good. man, five man tip. Yeah, I think Red Man, Buster, Fife, and Tip in order of like 
you know, who killed it. it it's so lives. weird because, right, for me, they're the two, you know, Redman and Busta are the two best rappers on, on here, right? Um, you said Red and Busta? Yeah. Over most? Busta over okay, most? Okay, well, most. Uh, yeah. I, and most. But, it's early you know, most. They're it's two, early two most. Of the, two of yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moses verse. And, and I, they still didn't make me care about this song. And I, I think okay. that's my biggest criticism of it, right? Like, I want to I wanna care, and I should care. You know, okay. because when, when you know, Busta Rhymes or when Redman, when Redman comes on a, on, on a Ghostface album. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Highlight, oh, right? Yeah, I care. Now watch me insert the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to care like that. And I, yeah. and I didn't care like that. Because uh, of the beat. Yeah. There okay. was one more highlight that okay. I had, actually. It's uh, track 14, The Love. The Love? Okay. okay. I yeah. felt the beat is fire. I For liked sure. uh, Tip's wordplay because, like, you know, uh, the whole verse is just plays on love, yeah. on the word yeah. love. Um, and y'all, did you guys see that blurb about that beat being intended for Biggie's crazy. life after you death? Saw that? Isn't that crazy? Uh-uh. It was supposed. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, that 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 beat was for uh, Biggie, yeah. who loved it. He but, wanted to put but, it. But uh, life after death was already done. Yeah, interesting. So it didn't make the cut. It, it didn't did. make the end. So then they put it on love movie. But it oh, didn't make crazy. the cut, and and then he yeah. got killed. Yeah, because it was still gonna Biggie yeah. was still gonna use it. Yeah, I would love to hear the version with Biggie. Oh my god, right? Because because that beat is fire, yeah, and just picturing is. Biggie on that, he would have murdered that. Song. He would have murked it. I was gonna say it's not a highlight for me, uh-huh. although I did like the song. I liked the beat. I liked the placement of it, like you know, yeah. the second to last track. I, I thought it was yeah. good. I just again like no fife. I feel like with the Biggie thing, back to the Biggie thing, it's such a bright beat. Yeah, and Biggie's such a dark lyricist yeah. that I just I I wonder like what he would have sounded like on it. Like what 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 was he rapping about? What was like how did how did he make that a song? I'm I'm just curious. Like I would love to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get into some track for track lowlights, and then we can try to make this a classic. So, uh, well, you know what? I'll start with my lowlights. So okay. I have I have three. Okay. When we already talked about, give okay. me. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's not That's much wild. I like about this song. That's wild because I like it. I guess yeah. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna keep it, but uh, I just yeah. I just didn't like it. Um, hot for you, right? Okay. So it's not that I I hate it. Um, it's a decent groove, but the problem again is just that like <sighs> lazy effort in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets boring, um, and I'm just like, yep. With all the other songs on the album, I'm like, was this one really necessary? Yep. This is one of the ones that just kind of grows stagnant and yes, boring. Very I'm much. like, this is like it's an anchor for the album, mm-hmm. uh, which which goes into against the world, mm-hmm. right? Again, this is a low light, and it's not that I hate the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like the beat. It's a very very Dilla beat. Yeah. Sounds like it could have been again on um, on either Like Water for Chocolate or on Voodoo, okay. right? Yep. And so, but the problem though is that it's surrounded by other songs that don't help. So by the time you get to it, it's track thirteen. Like I feel, I feel exhausted. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, like if I were to just go to track thirteen on its own yeah. without listening to anything else, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But then by the time I get to it, I'm like, man, like I, I can't, I can't take it. So anymore. is that a beef with the song or a beef with the sequencing? Because that's how I view it. Sequencing of the yeah. well, sequencing of the album. Um, this is not a song that I that I am ditching, but I'm completely redoing it. Because yeah. um, I don't like, I don't like any of the lyrics or anything on it, but I love the yeah. beat. So Same. yeah. Same. Uh, but that's it for my lowlights. Well, what else? What do you guys got? 
the first low light of the album is the booty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just happens so early in the album too. So you know, it's like double disappointment uh, for me. Uh, you know, the song, uh, the beat itself. I, I feel that you know there were some layers uh, missing. They could have done a little bit more. And uh, you know, it was just too early in the album. They haven't really established what the theme is. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. That one, uh, stepping it up, I just wanted a a, a, a better beat for for you okay. know busting red to to, to rip apart. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, that's a sequencing thing. Um, Give me was very awkward, and my only takeaway <laughs> is that Nori did his thing. Um, and yeah, I think he covered the rest. Okay. That's interesting. I so I, I'll first start by saying that I don't have any like specific lowlights. Like I, feel, I don't think I that feel. any song is is so bad that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I, try, yeah. I have to turn it off, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I okay. have a good amount of meh lights, right? And I would say that like, man, like half the half album, the album. Half you the know album, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's True. there's a lot. Like even I really really love the collective on Rock Rock y'all. Yeah, right? me too. Like that's the lyricist lounge crew, yeah. right? And they're coming, you know, punching words like they lyrical, you know. But that beat is just boring. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I just. You don't think so? I actually kind of like the beat. Yeah, I just feel as, like as an outro, As an outro track, yeah. I like the beat. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, uh, Outlaw said a lot of the things that I had to say, like, you know, records like Against the World. Like, I love the yeah. beat. Boring song. Yeah, um, it's a boring song. Hot for you. By the time I get to the second verse, I'm bored. Boy. Like, yeah. you know, there's a good amount of, like, records here that, like, you know, you would call them like filler. Like they would be good filler if they had yeah. like better vocal performances or better songwriting or something. But like they don't have those things, and so you know, I won't, I won't drill down on each of them. Like the ones that I said, I said were highlights are highlights to me. And anything that I didn't mention is probably a highlight to me. Okay. So who wants to go first to, to make this a classic? I'll go first. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. So. I feel that the Love Movement is a concept album. Okay. Okay. Where the concept just wasn't fully fleshed out. Okay. Okay. So that's what I would want to do, uh, starting with Sonically, right? Mm-hmm. So, track one started up. Track two, Find a Way. Track eleven, Buster's Lament, and track thirteen, uh, Against the World, are what I feel that sonically this album is. Okay. okay. What about what about fourteen, The Love? Is that that's not that's not included. I mean, it, it fits in there, but in terms of like sonic. the base or okay. or if, uh, uh, to use your metaphor, the skeleton mm-hmm. that we want to build on, okay. sonically speaking, is that. So, so, so like the palette. Yeah, the palette, right? Mm-hmm. So so basically, what I'm saying is, I want more Dilla, and okay. I want Dilla to focus on that sound uh, for for the album itself. Got it. Now the concept lyrically, the lyrical themes here are clearly just love right mm-hmm. um and some of these tracks do that better than others which is why the the booty being that high up it to me it doesn't fit because it's like yeah yeah you like booties and let's like <laughs> let's let's you know give it a whole song talking about how much i like booties but maybe later in the album so that might be a fair point yeah right because so, i actually like this placement on the album really and and track it's not a it's not a it's not a highlight yeah. because it's not a it's not a fully polished song. Yeah, it but gets I didn't, boring. I, but I agree with Carlos that like you have to develop some credibility. I think you're right. First, make a song right. about booty for me to care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I start with track one, started up, which leads into find a way, the lead single of the album. Great. Mm-hmm. Track three is common ground. Get it going on. Okay. 
right? It, it just flows in sonically. Track four is Like It Like That, which is the second single. Mm -hmm. So we're four tracks in. I think that's like a good four song run. Okay. And there's no doubt on what the theme of this album is. Okay. Like, you know, I get it. What it sounds like and what it's about. After this, I'd put His Name Is Muddy Ranks, right? Oh, okay. yeah, we didn't uh, even talk about that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's five. And, and question to you guys, because to me, you know, I, I like the vibe because it kind of had that reggae feel, mm -hmm. right, from 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 that, that time. But part of me is like, yo, does this sound like a like a reggae song? Because I know, you know, his background, Jamaican, whatever. Or does this sound like is somebody? Is he Trini or is he Jamaican? Oh, Trini. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he? I, I, I think he's, it is Trini, right? Trini, yeah. Okay. He's, he's from Trinidad. Um, but you know, is that is he freaking it right, or does he sound like someone like doing an impression? That's what it sounded like to me. That's what it sounded yeah. like to me too. Which yeah, to I me was like disappointing. It. So what I would do, track five is his name is Muddy Ranks with five, but I'd feature maybe Buju Banton, uh, Bounty Killer, yeah. Beanie Man. So make it like a real, a real Jamaican, a real Jamaican. Yeah. Jamaican. So in my notes, I said that I think this is a perfect song four or five, but. I have really mixed feelings about his island dialect. I don't yeah, think it sounds good. Like it. It's I, never I, sounded good. I scrapped the shit. I don't like it either. Yeah, that, that's why I just scrapped him doing that at all and just okay. bring and in like bring a somebody real. In actually, ninety-eight, Mister Vegas was popping at that time. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Heads really? high, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like any one of these dudes mm -hmm. bring them in on that track, mm -hmm. right? So then uh, track six, I have stepping it up featuring Busta Rhymes and Red Man. I've already. You know, mention how I'd like a stronger beat, mm -hmm. but like they, they they killed it. Every MC on that track did they think so. It stays, hopefully, a better beat. Mm -hmm. Track seven, pad and pen. Track eight is the booty. Track nine, Buster's Lament. One of the things that I didn't really, that I wasn't crazy about, is what you said is a highlight, which is how Fife comes in. Fuck the carjacking. I love it. Me, it's like the sound of that of that production is so good that the w first word being fuck bothered me. <laughs> it don't bother, it don't bother, bother me. I don't know why, fuck but it's like fuck the carjacking. And then later on, like, yeah. which one of these niggas think they fucking with it? I was like, yo, that's too aggressive and explicit. Especially with what he's saying, his theme is yeah, the yeah, love. My theme is the yeah, love, right? Yeah, yeah. So Buster's Lament, uh, that, that. I like that, the flow, though. The, the, yeah. cadence, the cadence is the sick. The cadence is sick, right? Yeah. But track nine, Buster's Lament, Fife is off it. Oh, that's tough. And now I got Guru on it. Because huh. I don't think, I don't think I've ever heard better. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say they wanted to put Guru on I want Guru, Guru on it. Because I'm here thinking 98 Moment of Truth was out. And, and I, I know that was like spinning a lot, like right, for me, right. yeah. around this time. And it's like that beat. And Guru and Tip going back and forth. Mm. I don't know why. I really, I I, I want to hear it. I I don't think I, I just hear that, I but. just want to <laughs> I just want to add in since we're talking about this song. Wishful thinking. The the the, the 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 title of the song Busta's Lament is a is a nod to Bumpy's Lament, which is the um the is the oh. song that was sampled for Explosive and all of them. Oh dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? That the, isn't that the record? I think so. Bumpy's yeah. Lament. Yeah. So I just think that that's, that's from cool, uh, from Isaac Hayes, right? That Isaac Hayes is right. cool. So I just think that's a cool like nod to a classic sample, uh, Buster's Lament. Well, why not bust on this track? Being he is his, his he is sampled on, on it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. like a verse. I I actually kind of liked it. It's not. I don't know. I okay, just, you liked it as yeah. is. All right, no uh -huh. doubt. 
That moves on to track 10, Hot For You. Okay. Track 11 is Against The World. Track 12 is The Love, originally meant for, for Biggie. Uh, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Biggie, he didn't make it. But being that it was meant for bad boy artists, why not bring in Jada Kiss? That's like early Jada. Like, well, like a young, a young Jada. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. I might have to think about that. Yeah, I never thought Listen that. to that instrumental. Like, like I know it's it, it, it uh, retrospectively, it's hard to separate uh, that track from the love movement, and you know how it is as a final product now. But if you just listen to the instrumental and figure that man Biggie was gonna freak, I can't imagine later Biggie on that. I can imagine young, young Biggie, like, uh, like screaming Biggie from from the first album from from uh, Ready to Die on it but I can't imagine like Life After Death really? Frank White I Biggie picture on I, that beat cuz the beat is just so it's so forward Can you know. see Jada on it though? I picture both yeah. any era of both on that like me cuz I I, th- I think what do you think Big would have done on that? I think it would have just been like, you know, some, some story. sexually graphic You think so? I mean, it's like he could have done whatever he wants. I think it probably have been some story. Somebody got robbed, something crazy like that. Here's what I would say. I don't agree with these choices, but they're they're different. <laughs> no, they're they're different. They're I hadn't considered them. I I respect them for sure. No, no, they're 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 interesting choices I hadn't considered. Right. I'm not sure if I would have made them, especially not not the guru one. But like, yeah, Jada Kiss on that. Okay. Maybe it's not what I would do, but yeah, okay. <laughs> no, like, like, yeah, like I, 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 I respect it. I, I'm literally like pondering. Okay, this is not where I thought this was gonna go, <laughs> but like in a good way. Anyway, all right, yeah. yeah. That, that's 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 not shade. It's not meant to be shade anyway. It's all good either way. Uh, let's see. Uh, track thirteen for me. Rock, rock, y'all. Okay. Don't know about the beat though. Like, let's do something with the with the track, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else stays as is. Track 14 is Give Me featuring Noriega. Uh, track 15, Moneymaker. And then you close it out with Four Moms. Okay. Spanky on the guitar. All right. So I didn't actually spend as much time on sequencing as I should have. So yeah, I, didn't. I hadn't considered that I should move to Booty. I probably should move to Booty. Maybe. I don't know where I'd move it to, but it will be, I don't know. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go through this, and yeah. maybe the sequencing isn't the way it should. But it's okay. either way, talk to bottom. So we are starting up with, with started up, mm-hmm. but again, that that middle verse, we're we're, we're cutting that out. And this, the interesting things they do at the end of the beat, mm-hmm. like that comes in much much sooner. And so it's a shorter intro track. I don't need a, a two or three minute intro track. Was it three minutes? Yeah, yeah it doesn't need to be three minutes long. Right. right. Give me give me give me a minute and fifty seconds. <laughs> Whatever, and then go and into more the more mixing and scratching. Yeah, like, more of that, just in general throughout, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more of that going into find a way. Obviously, we're not changing anything. That song is amazing, mm-hmm. right? Now, what I should say about this album before I get into the rest of this is that I don't like that the only other single was I like it like that, True. and I don't even think that was a single anywhere else but in New York. Maybe I never heard it exactly. Yeah, this album I think needs uh, two more singles. Okay. One for both the radio and the video. And then the other thing that they used to do at the time was they they would release a single like just as a video. Okay. Right. Um, so I need I need another I need one single that's good enough for the radio and for a video, and then another single that is just good enough for a video. Okay. Right. You know, now that you say that, you know what song would have fit very well in this album? 
uh, Let's Ride, which ended oh, up. Oh hell yeah! On I thought Amplify. about that, but I didn't oh want to God. include it yeah. on here. Oh, you didn't want? To? No, I didn't want I to. I thought about. I thought about yeah. including Amplifies here too, and I was yeah. like, "That's a cheat code." Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a good. That's a good one. I love Let's Ride. Well, the reason why I was thinking about that, I was like, because we talk about the imagination thing. I was like, I know Q-Tip still had it because he was giving us bangers after this. Of course. So I'm like, all right, wishful thinking. We're just gonna have some new imaginary bangers that we we haven't thought of, and they're gonna come on this album, right? Okay. So, um, the booty, like I said, I like how it starts. I do get, get, get kind of bored with it. This mm-hmm. is just another one that just figure out a way to make this song like better and let me not get like bored with it. Right. Or if you want to surround it with better songs and not to find a way, it's not a good song, but like you put it elsewhere later on the album where I've, where I've already got, like, like you said, you've already like established a pattern and then you put it in yeah. and maybe like. The fact that it feels unfinished isn't going to bother me as much. But either way, I think to just finish finish this record. Mm-hmm. Stepping it up, I actually had no problems with because I like the bars on here. Mm-hmm. And I don't need every single beat to be a banger. The beat's not bad enough. Like I don't get tired of the beat or bored with the beat at all. Right. So I'm, I'm good with that. I like it like that. Um, I'm not changing anything, although you made up the point that you might get tired by verse three. Uh, I would just have Fife on here. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see yeah. there's a reason why Five can't be on here. That's real. Um, Common Ground, I think it j- just improved the song somehow. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know what improving it sounds like. Because again, it's a song that I like the concept. I think thematically is good. Um, the, the beat kind of sounds me a little bit of like, it reminds me a little bit of like the questions from um, from yeah, like questions, for Chocolate. Well, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just a little bit like that. I so I So it works. I just... I don't know. Just finish it up, make it better. Um, for moms, we're, we're keeping that as is. I like it as an interlude. Mm-hmm. So, name is Muddy Ranks. Um, I don't know about his his <laughs> dialect here. I think we need to figure out a way t- to get that out. Um, and I want the song to be polished as well because there's like a lot of like haphazard ad libs that don't really make sense. Right, like, yeah. It kind of feels like there's a lot of unfinished ideas in here. Mm. So finish that up, and for me. My contribution that I would have to give it that Caribbean flair hmm. is Busta. Like Busta, mm, Busta, his his island dialect when he includes it in hip hop is like top notch. It, it is. Works. So it is. I would just have add Busta on. This but track. I mean, since Busta's already featured, whatever he could be featured on more yeah, than one song true. is it's Busta. True that, but it's like that's like one song apart, right? Like I said, oh, you'd sequence. I didn't focus on the sequencing as much as I gotcha. should. Have. That's yeah. that's my bad. No, that's but. Bougie bang time. Um, so give me, <laughs> we're getting rid of give me. Um, okay. Instead, what I want is, this is a song where I need something that's good enough for the radio. Okay. And I want a female vocalist to feature. Okay. And I want Erica Badu. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know what the song sounds like. That's funny because I had I had thought to also include her in yeah. some way, but couldn't figure out how to make it make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know what the song sounds like, yeah. but she had several. You know, she contributes to um, to, to, to Common for Chalk. But yeah, well, well, that's two thousand though. So okay. nineteen ninety seven, she's on One Day Would All Make Sense. That's true. Uh, all night long, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's also featuring the Roots. I'm not saying it needs to sound like that, but. Mm-hmm. She can work with an artist like Q-Tip, right? right? And like we said, this does feel very foundational for a lot of the Neo Soul stuff that we heard yeah. afterwards. So yeah. give me a radio single with Badu. She's big at that time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't know what it will sound like, but I just I think it will sound hot. Had Lauren Hill come out prior or I after? thought about Lauren Hill. Yeah. 
I, think I thought it, about Lauren Hill, but I think, the, she, I think she was like a couple months later or something. Later. Well, no, well, no, or before. Uh, Miseducation comes out August. August, okay. August. But I think that even though it's Tribe, like Tribe is Tribe is you know up until that point, there's only two other groups that might be considered the greatest hip hop groups of all time. You know, mm -hmm. you could call, say Wu Tang, and mm -hmm. you could say Run DMC. I don't mm -hmm. think Public Enemy was in that conversation anymore. Run D Run DMC no longer is, but at that mm -hmm. time in '98, probably yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. So Tribe is like it's Tribe. Mm -hmm. She might have done it, but I think that even. Learning about how like Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill was recorded and the fact mm -hmm. that she wasn't giving her the band mm -hmm. like credit, song yeah, credits and yeah, shit yeah. like that, I could see it the, maybe being too The one thing I'll give to, to Carlos's theory though is um their biggest song samples Tribe Called Quest, right? Yep. So it's like they kinda he, he kinda did them a solid by clearing by clearing that. Yeah. So I mean that might that might You talk about you the Fugees? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Benita oh, Applebaum. Killing me softly Applebaum, was yeah. Benita Applebaum. That, that's yeah. why, like, to yeah. me, it would have been like just closing Full circle that loop. Moment. Yeah. If yeah. you can get yeah. Lauren Hill on here, cool, cool, because that could work yeah. as well. It would be. Difficult. I'm pretty confident you can get Badu on here. That's I'm just true. not that's confident true. you that's can true. get Lauren Hill. Yeah, it's right? more likely. Yeah. All right. Um, pat on my pen. I mean, yeah, we're keeping this shit. <laughs> this course. shit is. This shit is great. Yeah. Uh, Buses Lament. I'm not changing anything about it. Okay. Um. All right, hot for you. I'm getting rid of hot for you. Okay. Because I can't think of how to improve this song. Mm -hmm. So again, just give me another single. This time, give me a video single, mm. and I want it to feature Mos Def. Okay. Um. Now I understand that he's not a big big name yet. Yeah. But I think he, which which probably helps him get on the album. Mm -hmm. And yes, he'll have because I'm keeping him on Rock Rock y'all. Mm -hmm. Um. But give me a video with Most Def on it. And again, I don't know what it sounds like. Yeah. Just make it, just give me something fun. Because gotcha. Dylan Most can work together and, and we're good. Yeah. Against the world. All right. I'm keeping the I'm keeping the beat. Okay. Um, I need it to be surrounded by better songs. So again, like like I said, Hot For You is not a good song to, to come before uh, Against the World. Yeah. Um, so we're obviously we're gonna surround it with some better songs. Yo, give me D'Angelo on this shit, yo. <laughs> D'Angelo would fucking rip this yeah, shit somehow, okay. some way, cause cause this this beat is just like perfect for him. Wow, yeah. Um, I could see that. The love, uh, I'm keeping it. Uh, I think I would want Fife on it, but if you don't have Fife on here, maybe it's okay. Maybe mm. maybe it doesn't need Fife. Um, I think if if the other songs were improved, it's probably it's probably fine. Mm -hmm. All right, I actually like the beat on Rock Rock, y'all, as an outro. My problem is with how they decided to format the verses. So basically what they do is like everybody picks words to rhyme with and they're every single bar on their verse is is like is rhymed with that. So like punchline, every every rhyme rhymes with master, right? Jane Doe, everything rhymes with ology. Mm -hmm. uh, wordsmith, Wordsworth, everything rhymes with nothing. Q-tip is need and most stuff is name is or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that like, I don't like the verses from, I don't like Jane Doe's verse. I don't like Punchline's verse. I don't like Wordsworth's verse. I do like Q-Tis verse. I do like Mos Def's verse. Mm. So for me, I'm, I'm keeping everything except I'm, I'm removing all of them. I'm adding Fife. I'm adding Rod Digger. Hmm. And I'm adding Black Thought. And we're closing out the album. <laughs> Shit. That's yeah. a lineup. That's that a is lineup. a lineup. Look, I want my fucking Tribe album, one of the yeah. greatest groups of all time to have a fucking budget. Do you right. do you think do you think though that like having that one record like so so star studded with people so far outside of the camp kind of pulls you out of the the tribe world? No. Well, I mean, the song would be if fire. he's keeping the beat, you're already out of the world because it's like the beat doesn't That's fit with fair. the album. Yeah, 
I don't like it. It's not that that oh that beat sucks. It's just like <laughs> in this album, the love movement and the way it sounds, yeah, that beat. Just, it sounds really weird. And it doesn't even sound like well mixed. Like it just it just doesn't sound like it goes to me. That look, you're not you're not wrong. I just happen to like it. Yeah, no, yeah. So I like it too. It. Like like if you know, it sounds like like they just chilling somewhere oh, at That was gonna be my suggestion for it. Sorry. Yeah. My suggestion was that it wasn't actually track fifteen officially. You can't skip to it. The love is the oh, outro, I like that. and then I it's like, like one of those. It's like the ones. embedded hit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the last because I know it doesn't sound like it, but I still want it on the album. Now I, I love it. Yeah, I, I, now yeah. I love it. I would fuck with that. Okay, I, more yeah. so right. than like if it was actually. Yeah, and that was one of the fun stuff about CDs. Man. Yeah, I miss yeah. that. I miss that. <laughs> yeah. Hidden tracks. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. So that that's what I would do. Um, I think Rod Digger would absolutely yeah. fucking murder this. Yeah, shit. Rod Digger on that. Murder this. Yeah, I like that. So um. You know, and if, if you can get Black Thought on there somehow, some way, I mean that shit is that shit is dope. And now you kinda have like a what's a scenario two kind of remix mm. with, with different folks on there. Anyway, yeah. that's how I'm trying to make it a classic. The biggest thing is that, you know, imp- improve the anchors where you can improve them and give me some more single worthy songs. Okay. So that songs like Buster's Lament and Pat on My Pen, songs that aren't singles, if those are filler tracks, you're like, yo, this song is this album is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Right? Those those should not be the songs that that keep this album above water, mm-hmm. right? They shouldn't be holding up the rest of the songs, uh, rest of the album, and they do because the rest of the songs, the rest of the melites are really kind of anchors. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my stuff. Yinka, right. what you got? Um. So mine is essentially um the 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 general. I I I keep the the kind of meat and potatoes of the album, right? Okay. Um. I agree that we need more fife. Um, I also think that we need more guest appearances. Okay. Um, so the way I'm kind of putting this whole album together or the thought process, right, is, you know, they had already said that they were they were breaking up. Q-Tip was going solo, the whole nine. So this is kind of like a, a passing of the baton album. Okay. And so it's kind of like, a, hey, this is our world. We're introducing you to some of these other folks that we collaborate with. Smart. We're the other statesmen and we're, we're, we're backing off I like that so but the one thing that i so i didn't i didn't really do sequencing but but the one thing that i did do is my first song and my last song i know what they are okay my first song is pad and pen so to me they come out the gate like yo you know i love it when money they be loving me you know what i'm saying like they just going back and forth it's it's like yo we still fuck with each other like we this is how we do it and like you know from that's the way we do it just it just says the life is so good life is great it's perfect right I like something that Carlos said that I hadn't written here, but I agree with. It'd be dope if D-Life kind of just kind of existed back like and forth. And so so he kind of becomes like the narrator in the same way that the machine voice yeah. was Midnight in, in Midnight Marauders. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so yeah, so we have D-Life and, and, and that's how we start off the album. Now, I said uh, For Moms is going to be the, the outro. The outro. Okay. But what I do, similar to how um, some of the other albums that I like is... I want the for moms shit to to occur multiple times. Yeah. Wow. So I want yeah. I want so bad, it to be yeah. an interlude, but without Spanky killing it at the end, just that just the that instrumental. And then y'all probably don't That's remember. This. I like that idea a lot. Y'all don't probably don't remember this, but there was a um, it might have been a funk flex. It was something where Common freestyled over the for moms instrumental oh i've never heard that and he murders it really so i i want i want the interlude version to be just the beat and common rapping his ass off and that to be halfway through the album 
and then the same beat to come at the end of the album, but it be with with Spanky killing it with the with the crazy Man, guitar. Shit. That's a good fucking so, idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. Totally I like that. <laughs> so so that that's like kind of my beginning, okay. middle, end of of my album. Yeah. So and then here's the things that I'm keeping. So I'm keeping started up, but after the first verse, I don't want. I don't want the thing Same to go like yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this beat would actually like people could wrap their ass off on the sh- shit, and it's it's very like it's very hard. So I hear prodigy and rapper Noid. So mm. it's the first verses is you know them doing their percussive thing that they do the first verse, and then it flips to then prodigy giving you a straight up prodigy over that beat. Then Noid giving you, you know, noise bars over that. Like, I would like that, yeah. you know? And it's Queens, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's a Queens thing. Okay. So, next is find a way, of course. And I'm, again, I'm not sequencing these, but I'm saying yeah. which ones I got I'm keeping. You, I got you, yeah. So, find a way stays. I, I'm, come on. The song is perfect. I don't have anything to add to it or anything like that. Uh, you know, next, the booty, right? I completely scrapped the whole concept of this song. The beat, I still love. I want, so one of the things that I want to change about this album. I want more melody in the yeah. album. I feel like there's a lot of, and, y- and y'all, y'all make a good point, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like really bare bones production here that if I had like a singer or a sung voice, mm-hmm. it would it would fill yeah. some yeah. of that space. Yeah. So I want Bilal on this record. Wow. I think Bilal's yes. voice would just, he would just give me that layers. track. That's so, good. you know, he's a that's layers good. guy. Yeah. So he's yeah, going to give me like 10 layers, just, just his voice. Goodness so gracious. So Bilal does something different with this record. Yeah. And that's a good choice because man, I like the idea of like passing the torch, right? These are good yeah. artists. And, they're, the and they're, they're in their world. Yeah. You know? Because I, cause I think that I kind of touched on this a little bit, but like if we talk about um, Soul Quarians mm-hmm. and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. If we talk about the work that Dilla does with Soul Quarians and Raphael Sadiq and I think Alicia He Muhammad did a little bit with them as well. Yeah. Did he? So like Q-Tip was working with these guys first, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, the Uma and yeah. yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good choice. I like Bilal. I hadn't thought about that. So so this is gonna be unpopular in this room, but that's fine. Stepping it up got scrapped for me. Okay. Um, I just I just didn't need the song, and right. I and I love Busta and I love Redman. I just I just didn't need it. Th- okay. Those verses are so good. It's like they I are. love Busta. The thought is to try right. to keep it in there somehow. Yeah, but the I way really, Busta starts it off, that shit just fired to me. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it just it just doesn't lend itself to what I'm trying to do for this album. I so I I, just, I, I didn't keep it. <laughs> Slept a bitch's nigga backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so like it like that. Yeah. I, first of all, I love this song. It's one yeah. of my three, four best songs on on here, right? Survive. Love it. Love the beat. Um, we talk about how some of the beats like are missing kind of layers. Like I feel like like it like that does a good job of like giving you all the layers yeah, that you agreed. need in the in the movement and everything. Um, but like I said, by the like third verse or whatever, I, I get bored, yeah. right? So what I've done on this song is I have most deaf in common featured okay. on here. So we get the same first verse from from Q-Tip, and then I get a verse from Most Def, and I get a verse from Common. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that breathes life into it. No, no boredom, definitely. Right. So, so you Common's on here twice. Common's gonna be on here a few times. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I like it. All right. <laughs> so, so Common Ground, I don't, I don't like the song, which I told gotcha. you about. Yeah. Like, I don't like the beat. I do like what it's about. Yeah. I said I don't know if I scrap the song or I keep it. But if I have to keep it, I put Common on it. Okay. Because I love his, vo- his oh, voice. Oh, he would be a good one for that too. For this joint, he would contribute. And the, and the, and yeah. The, yeah, the subject, subject matter, matter would he would he would boil. kill. Yeah. Right? yeah, he would crush um, that. For moms, I told y'all what I was gonna do with yeah. that already. 
His name is Muddy Ranks a Cut. That's fair. Um, now, Give Me. This is also going to be impo- unpopular here. I keep this song. I-, I love this song. But what I do is I bring in AZ and Nas. Look, so right, that's, uh, not, that's not bad. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's a Queens. It's a Queens yes. thing okay, with with, look, with Nas, yeah. right? I, is is Nori on still? It? I I I, sh- I I should keep them, but I, I no, cut please I give it a because Nori. the two of them, their voices just oh, it's just perfect. And then you know, they, they, you took their 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 shit. It's a nod to them. And then all of a sudden, you hear Az's voice on this shit. You're like, wait, what? I get I get hype. The song is instantly better. Yeah. I like the song. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah. I, you, 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 you did your homework. <laughs> you did, okay. you did. But yeah. but you you keep tip on the hook if you bring it in those two, because my yeah, my not? beef was the hook. Really, I, I I maybe I'm the only one who liked it. I like the mm-hmm. give me, yes, just give me. I like yeah. that part. I don't like the no, growing up in Queens. I don't like that part. That part, yeah. I didn't hate it. The other thing that I thought was interesting about this when I was reading the credits is it said that it had Dallas Austin. So I was like, oh shit, Dallas Austin made it on this beat. And then then it had Michael Bivens' name. And then I realized that they must have had to clear saying boys to men, yeah, A, B, C, B, B, D. Yeah. They had to fucking pay them niggas just for saying their fucking <laughs> name on the that. song. Bro, I want to make Bivens. some shit yo, where Michael people Bivens, have to pay yo. me just for saying my name. Please. Look, Michael Bivens, Michael Bivens cares about like, that dollar. like, you're not getting nothing right. past it. <laughs> Michael Bivens was like, you said my name on the record. I want my credit on the shit. Royalties. They're credited as songwriters on this, on this shit. And that's not, even, that's not even Bivens' song. That's a, that's Damn Boys yeah, and Men's song. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. Um, So that was funny. Um, And then Pat on My Pan, I said, that's my yeah. first song. Um, I said The one thing I said about this that would be interesting it would be interesting if uh, I I I love I like Jay Dilla as a rapper a lot more than a lot of other people do. Yeah. If Jay Dilla had the last verse on this shit, I would like that. Just because I just feel like that beat is just the swing reminds for, for me of Jay Dilla as a rapper. Pat in my pen. Okay, so he's like going to la- be on the, the last the... verse. Okay. He, it, I mean, it's a it's a if or not, right? Because yeah. I love Pat in my pen the way it lives like yeah. today, but at the same time, like I could hear Jay Dilla's voice on it. Um, Buster's lament. This is again going to be unpopular. Um, I don't, I don't like this hook. I, I've said that to y'all already, and even the concept. I'm like, man. The only thing I like about this is the name of the song. So you don't like the beat and the and the, and and the, the beat. Bounce? Oh, the beat, oh, okay, the beat, okay, of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm keeping the beat because I think the beat is amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm adding Raphael Sadiq. I thought this, about having Sadiq on this. Yeah, project. like it, I this, thought about it. This gives me like Sadiq vibes, and I feel like like if I would have had a sung hook similar to what I said about the Bilal record earlier, it would have given me more this? dimension. He's singing. Yeah, he's singing. He's singing on this track. Yeah, I would want him singing on this track. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like it where vibes are missing. I don't mm-hmm. think it's um, Busta's lament. Like it's it's that not. Song's you're not wrong. Out. You're not I just, wrong. I, I think it would ma- it would make the song so much. It, it like, would elevate bigger. the song. It would elevate it. It would right? elevate the song. Because yeah. right now it's just like a I don't know skit or interlude. So or... I disagree with Yinka that mm-hmm. the song is not good enough on its own. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I think adding Sadiq makes it makes it a, a good song to like possibly a really really great song. Okay. For me, because yeah. I think yeah. the song is good. Yeah. I didn't like it. I so like much. it. Got you. So oh. Fife, tip. And Raphael Sadiq. Yeah. Got it. So um Hot for You, I didn't love. Yeah. I said, I said, you know, I said if, if somebody wanted to keep it, I wouldn't be mad at them. But for me, it'd have to be a bonus cut. 
um, and I would just scrap the whole second half of the song. So it would yeah. be like it 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 end in like a minute and fifty seconds or something. Okay. You know what I mean? Like like it'd be something real quick. Cause I'm fine with the story, but nah. They phoned it in. I don't care. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, they did phone it in. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> against the world. Really, really curious here, cause we have I think different ideas about against the world. So yeah. So my idea about against the world. First of all, I'm putting D'Angelo on it. So you are. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so we had the same idea. So we had the same all idea. Right, so right. so I'm putting D'Angelo on the song. Um, this sounds like a D'Angelo. It does, it does okay. sound okay. like a D'Angelo. Cause you were quiet when I said that. Okay, he had the same. Oh no, I was same. like, yeah, I was, I was oh, not. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, I, okay, I probably okay. wasn't vocal. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, so I want D'Angelo on this. And then the other thing was, I feel like this is a record that would be would would lend itself to being like a, a battle of the sexes. They talk about the woman's perspective, See, but they yeah, don't give it concept, to it. Yeah. So so I took Jane Doe and 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 said like, give me like Jane Doe or even Erica Badu because she'd be rapping and shit too. Yeah. Give me a, a woman to to also rap on the record and give like the woman's perspective of the record. So I had like featuring D'Angelo and Jane Doe or featuring D'Angelo and a female MC. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so then I have uh, The Love, right? Uh-huh. So with this record, I was like, this beat is so fire, but like, I don't care for the song. I don't care. So um, I said either there's version one or version two. Choose your own adventure. Version one is we take Biggie's fucking song <laughs> yeah. and we get and we get Fife and, and, and Tip to like do do their like like back and forth thing on the last verse of whatever Biggie's song was. We just drop his last verse and we put it on there, right? God. It's a remix of Biggie's song, right? I don't know what his song sounds like. I don't know how he did it. I wish so bad that we could have heard that. <laughs> it was probably amazing because especially Biggie in this era, Biggie. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, so oh, that was version one. Version two is, um, it. I think I had put like Common or somebody on this shit. Another contribution from Common. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. And I'm and I'm mad that I lost it because I had because I had like notes here. But anyway, okay. all right. So the, we we'll keep version one. So uh, what you were gonna do with the love was? Uh, I think I might actually. I, I thought about putting Fife, but to be honest, Fife, I think with the right. other contributions or the other improvements I made to the album. Uh-huh. I might be okay with keeping the love as is. I might. Really? Okay. Yeah. So because I I'm making, something. but I'm, because it's it's one of these things where, not every single song has to be amazing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are some of our favorite albums are 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 our favorites because like some of like the low key songs are just like they they provide a good floor. But and here's my that, argument to you. Okay. If if the love is gonna be your outro, you want to finish on a strong note. You don't want to finish on a record that's man. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's like to me, uh uh, you know, the the chemistry and back and forth between Tip and Fife uh is great. And it, you know, comparatively, when you look at other rap groups whose chemistry you like when they do the back and forth, mm. it's like, come on, Styles P and Jada, man. Right. Yeah. I love it when they go back and forth. Yeah. And that's why on this track, being that it was like, you know, for Biggie or for you know, Bad Boy or whatever, mm. it's like Money, Power, Respect just came out that year. It's like, That's bring funny. them dudes on. <laughs> That's funny. It's, it'd be a diff- different energy shape uh, change for sure. Definitely. But so, all right. So I already told you that for Moms was my was my outro, yeah. the reprise. Um, I'm keeping Rock Rock Y'all as a bonus track, okay. but I'm completely changing that beat. So, you know, I really like this kind of Lyricist Lounge deal. Um, this was one of the beats that I, I looked 
and I didn't see James Yancey. And I was like, okay, so for sure, Jay Dilla had nothing to do with this beat. Yeah. So I'm gonna let Jay Dilla go in and 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 put his fingers on this joint and change Absolutely. it. I want this beat completely redone. Gotcha. The, I'm I'm okay Y'all with the, the one who likes this beat. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with the verses. I'm fine with what they try to do here. I would have it as a bonus cut because you know it doesn't really fit the whole love thing or whatever, um, and 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 the colors here. But I I do like the whole idea of like having these MCs just all you know kind of go at it with the concept and everything. So yeah. that's my bonus cut. Okay, thoughts on uh on on that that I take on it. I I like your overall concept the best. Um, uh, several things. The idea, and Carlos brought it up first. The idea of having like D Life as the host. Yeah, that was a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, that's a really good idea, actually. And I like the idea of like really doing it, passing the torch. I think it might be a little too much common, mm, but that's fair. But generally speaking, um, that's fine. You and I both had the same idea about D'Angelo. Mm. Um, yeah, I like. I, and the stuff with like Bilal, like that was a yeah. really good, that was a really good touch. Right. I'm actually mad I didn't think about that. <laughs> Sadiq too, I considered about I considered Sadiq, but I was like, where would I put him? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of was like, you know what, just, I'll leave it alone with Sadiq. But that's not a bad. It's Maybe not, replace uh, replace Common with Pharrell Munch in a few places or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mm. thought about I thought about mm, um, yes, that's, that's I thought about too. Pharrell Munch on two places on this album, The Love. Um, just because yeah. of how that that beat sounds, and then the um the started up when they did the percussive shit. Yeah. That I was like, yo, Pharaoh would kill True. a percussive just like the you know, he just that's his his jam. Like he just kills those pockets. So that's that's a good point. I did think of Pharaoh Monch. Well, uh yeah, this was a this was a fun one to discuss. Even though we we kind of had like wildly different ideas about how we <laughs> sure. would make it a classic, did, but but that's because the skeleton of the album is there. For they sure. just they need to add everything else to it. This is a brontosaurus, you know. It's like it got a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to, just, there's a lot to work with here. Yeah, yeah sure. it's just it's too minimalist, and I and I yeah. and I I love that the album art matches that, but it's also like. And I talked before when, when we talked about like what makes an, uh, a classic album. It needs mm-hmm. to be cohesive, and, mm-hmm. and this does have that for the most part. But I'm like, yeah, yo, it's it might be too cohesive. Like it's too stagnant. <laughs> like where's your imagination? Do y'all ever wonder how Q-Tip feels about the legacy of like the the Dilla and Q-Tip era? Because if you think about it, right, like they have Beats, Rhymes, and Life, this, and Amplify. Like those three projects yeah. are like. Q-Tip and Dilla putting their heads together and and coming out with a product, right? It's it's um and the other two the the, the this this and Beats Rhymes and Life people don't remember too favorably. Amplify people don't even really talk about it at all. So I think the the issue here is that in my opinion, as I see it, uh, these two producers are are amazing in their own right, mm-hmm. right? They clearly have a great deal of respect for one another. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they can work together all the time. And it doesn't mean that they didn't hit it off Mm because they do have some amazing contributions with with each other. But maybe as like executive producing, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of the things where it's like they're they're too alpha for each other. I don't know. I don't know. I know Q-Tip is definitely an alpha when it comes to music. Like he's got his his shit and it is hard for him to step aside. Some people don't like that. I happen to respect genius everywhere I see it. Yeah. So right. like, you know, 
do do what you do. But maybe they mm-hmm. just didn't have like the best chemistry all the time. I don't Cause know. Because I mean, like they did "Got Till It's Gone" the year before this, oh, right? The, yeah. the Janet shit together. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's like. When they get it right, yeah. When they, they get it right, they get, get it right. right. They did find a way together, obviously. So I mean, yeah. they got some joints. I don't know. Maybe it just took them a while to like to get their their chemistry all the way together. But yeah, and who I knows how much they... that fire claimed too. Oh, that's yeah. a good point too. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, anyway, this was a, a fun one to do, Carlos. It was great to have you back in the studio. My again. pleasure. Thanks, guys. We got many more cool ideas uh, that we're gonna try and bring through. So definitely stay tuned. And if y'all got you know things that y'all want us to to talk about uh, and discuss here, or you just think that we're dickheads and you don't agree <laughs> with anything that we said, please let us know in the comments. Please share. Please subscribe. All that other positivity. Uh, peace. 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 Messing me up my whole head, teasing me just like Tita did Martin. Now look at what you starting. Schoolboy crushing it ain't on the hush, the whole world see it, but you can't. Uh. My people's they complain, sitting raving rant. Come on. Your name is out my mouth like an ancient chant. Got me like a dog as a pause and pant. <gasps> Speaking of which, got a leash and a wish just to rock you, miss. Make a militant move, beat my strategy. End of the day, you're not mad at me. Uh. Not dealing with nobody, now that's what you told me. I said, hey, yo, it's cool, we could just be friendly. Cause yo, picture me messing it up. Her mind not corrupt with the LC cups. Shit. I'm on my J-O, Come on. bullshit and hoping that the day goes slow. Wow. Got me like a friend, what confuses me though? It's kisses when we breathe, tell me what's the deal, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, move then you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. <laughs> now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, move then you confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Uh-huh. Help me find my way. Now why you wanna go and do that, love, huh?